Well, first of all, Merry Christmas. It's uh, great to see you all here tonight. Uh, this is the first time I've ever attended the 5 o'clock service. I more normally attend the 11 o'clock service, but uh, I, I was told to expect uh, kind of an overflowing standing room only kind of situation. And I'm looking out and I'm seeing that's exactly the case. Uh, if we had a balcony, I guess we'd have some folks in the nosebleed seats as well. But <laughs> it's... Uh, it's great to see you all here, and uh, I, I thank you for this opportunity to uh, share this service with you, and uh, I thank, of course, particularly uh, Pastor Stan for inviting me and giving me this opportunity. Before we go any further, let us uh, join together in prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, heavenly dove, descend upon us in this time and bless us with your presence and the fire of your love. Illuminate our words and our thoughts and grant, Lord, that at this time, that all that follows may not, be the, may not be my words, nor the words of any person, but in the end, your word to your people. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. Amen. We've already, of course, um, heard the Christmas story read. Uh, you can't imagine, I don't think, having a uh, Christmas Eve service or a, a Christmas Day service, if that were the case, without the reading of Luke chapter 2. Uh, that's the Christmas story that we all know so well, practically by heart, probably. And yet there is more in Scripture about the birth of Christ than just that one chapter from, from Luke's Gospel. We also have, what can you say, forerunners of the Christmas story in the Old Testament. Uh, particularly the prophet Isaiah sounds the Christmas bell before Christmas even happened. And so the text I'm going to be preaching from tonight is actually from Isaiah 52, uh, which is actually a, in our lectionary, uh, uh, a reading that is assigned for Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. Uh, Isaiah chapter 52, verses 1 through 7. Awake, awake, O Zion. Clothe yourself with strength. Put on your garments of splendor, O Jerusalem, the holy city. The uncircumcised and defiled will not enter you again. Shake off your dust. Rise up. Sit enthroned, O Jerusalem. Free yourself from the chains on your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. For this is what the Lord says. You were sold for nothing, and without money you will be redeemed. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. At first, my people went down to Egypt to live, 
and lately Assyria has oppressed them. And now what do I have here, declares the Lord? For my people have been taken away for nothing, and those who rule them mock, declares the Lord. And all day long, my name is constantly blasphemed. Therefore, my people will know my name. Therefore, in that day, they will know that it is I who foretold it. Yes, it is I. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to God, who say to Zion, who say to Zion, your God reigns. This is the word of God for the people of God. So, Isaiah begins by telling us to wake up. Wake up. Now, any of you who have ever had children in your home, and probably, I suppose, most of you have, or if not, you've been children yourselves, so uh, you know how Christmas is with children and how children are with Christmas. When my children were growing up, and we actually had four children, on Christmas Day, they knew they weren't supposed to go downstairs. Nobody went downstairs before uh, Janet, my wife, their mother. Um, nobody went downstairs before that. So to make sure that that happened in a timely fashion, all four of them would pile into our bedroom and jump on our bed. So we had altogether six people, two adults, four children in bed, to make sure that uh, Christmas festivities uh, began in a timely fashion. And I have to tell you, they were still doing that when they were teenagers. <laughs> and I don't remember quite for sure because, you know, times and uh, events kind of blur after a while. But I think they were still doing it when they were in college. <laughs> so, you know, you, you, Christmas is here. It's time to wake up. It's time to get going. And there's good reason to wake up. Because each one of us here tonight, and in fact every single human being on earth tonight, has a gift. We often hear it said that uh, Christmas is for children. And indeed it is. But it's not just for children. If we allow ourselves to think that, we in fact miss a good part of Christmas because Christmas is not just for children. Christmas is for everybody. Christmas is for every single 
person on earth, regardless of language, nationality, ethnic background, skin color, or even political opinions. <laughs> Christmas is for every single human being on earth. Because every one of us has received a wonderful gift. Now, before I get to that, though, let's go back to Isaiah for a minute. And the idea that our God reigns. Because sometimes it's hard to believe. The prophet Isaiah lived roughly 700 years before Jesus. And Isaiah's world was a tough place. We think things are tough today. In Isaiah's time, they were just as tough. As a matter of fact, I don't think there's been an easy time in the whole history of the human race. It's just that we see our own time and place and situation, and we think, well, this has to be the whole thing. It's never been any worse than this, but that's not true. Times have been tough forever. In Isaiah's time, there had been two Israelite nations, the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah, and they weren't necessarily buddies. In fact, most of the time they didn't get along. It, it was kind of like the Union and the Confederacy, for the most part. But still, they were one people. They just didn't get along. And sometime, or maybe 20 or 30 years, before Isaiah wrote the passage that we have read tonight, the northern kingdom of Israel ceased to exist. They were invaded by the Assyrians, overthrown by the Assyrians, and removed from their own land. They were taken into captivity and exile. And so Israel was gone. Only Judah was left. And Judah was threatened on every side. Judah was threatened by the Assyrians from the north. One never knew when the Assyrians might decide to march south and take over Judah as well. They were also threatened by the Egyptians from the south. Uh, Egypt and Assyria were the superpowers of that day. And poor little Judah was scrunched in between them. And whenever Egypt and Assyria decided to fight each other, of course, Judah was right in the middle. It, they really weren't fun times. And as a matter of fact, roughly a hundred years after Isaiah's lifetime, the southern kingdom of Judah did fall. 
this time to the Babylonians who destroyed the city of Jerusalem, destroyed the great temple in Jerusalem, and now took the Judean people captive. So, the people of that time were not dealing or living in a bed of roses. Things were tough. But still, Isaiah could say to the people of Judah, your God reigns. Your God is in charge no matter what. It may not seem like it because times can be pretty miserable. But your God reigns. So we jump ahead 700 years to the original and greatest Christmas gift ever. When God gave himself. Because the child in the manger, the, the, the child in the uh, feeding trough, as Pastor Stan explained on Sunday, the child in the feeding trough is God's greatest gift of all time, the gift being that God came himself. That God said to himself, and probably had been planning it from all eternity, in fact, God said, get, God said to himself, the world is in such a mess, I'm going to have to go down there and straighten it out myself. Which is what God did. In the child Jesus, whose birth we celebrate, God entered into the nitty-gritty and the joys and sorrows of everyday human life. And mark it that I said, not just the joys of human life, although Christmas is a joyous time, but God entered into, indeed, also the sorrows of human life. If you are suffering... So is God. God suffers and grieves with you. Even if it doesn't seem like it. Even if it doesn't seem like it. God suffers and grieves with you. And he knows what it's all about. Because miracle of miracles, God has been here. And he knows what it's about. Our Christmas gift, what we celebrate tonight, is the God who reigns. The God who is in charge is our Christmas gift. What great news! What great news, not just for those of us gathered here tonight, but it's really great for us because we know about it. But it's great news, again I say to you, for every single human being on earth. 
whoever, whatever, whatever they look like, whatever they believe or think or however they act. This gift is for every single human being on earth. And the only thing that anybody needs to do is simply accept this gift. You know, I guess if somebody gives you a gift and you don't take it, there's nothing can be done. But the gift of God in Jesus is there for the taking, for everybody. And I just can't emphasize that enough. That God is for everybody. Now Isaiah ends this passage crying out how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the one who brings good news, who proclaims peace, who proclaims to Zion, your God reigns. Your God is in charge no matter what. And guess what? You and I are called to be those beautiful feet. I bet you've never thought of yourself as a foot. But, from God's point of view, all of us are the feet called to proclaim good news. To proclaim to all people everywhere that our God reigns. And so, to go back to the very beginning of what Isaiah had to say tonight. It's Christmas, so it's time to wake up. I mean, your children can tell you that. It's time to wake up. <laughs> and so it's time for every one of us to wake up and get those feet walking, spreading the good news of salvation to the whole human family. And I'm telling you, all of us everywhere here tonight and people we don't know all over the world, we are one family. So let's get moving. Let's get moving with this message of salvation, which is for Everybody. Glory to God. Amen.